So, well, Willie, I appreciate you being here this morning. I appreciate you being willing to share your story and talk to the community about what you've got going on. Um, a little bit of background about the group. The Open We Stand movement that was fostered by GoDaddy is built to help build support and collaboration for small businesses to allow them to have the confidence to move forward and feel more like they're still tied into a community. Because we're all segmented and we're all virtually meeting, you know, and the best right. thing we can do is move forward, right? Right. So I'd love to hear kind of a little bit about your background and what led you to this. Um, I'm going to let Jonathan introduce himself uh, and then we'll get to your story and then maybe we'll have some back and forth collaboration and questions if, if you're okay with that. Okay, bye. Very cool. All right, sorry, I had to get my, had to get my glasses. No um, so, hi, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for being here today. Sorry, my, also my dog is having a moment, Noodle. Oh, no problem. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. I'm keeping you sane. Siri, oh my, can I tell you, oh my gosh. Both, he's both making me and breaking me. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's a double-edged sword for sure. Um, so my name's Jonathan and I work for GoDaddy. Uh, I work on their brand social team uh, as an engagement manager. So everything from responding to responding to people to chatting, chatting with customers, building groups like this, and helping to essentially just like foster community within GoDaddy across our social pages. Um, yeah, it's been fabulous to watch this group grow, and it's so valuable to have content like this for you know whether people can attend the call or not. It's so incredible to have this. Um, available for anyone uh, uh, um, as they're joining or, you know, as, as, you know, they come in and they just have this information. It's just fantastic. So thank right. you again. Right. No problem. Yeah, Willie, I think you're a fantastic example of a, an entrepreneur, business owner, motivator, and mentor throughout this 2020 pandemic. And even before that, you and I have worked together for a long time. So yeah. I'd love to just kind of hear, you know, what, what took you in the direction of starting Mobility Fitness Institute? and uh, how you've been feeling in 2020. You know, let's, let's right. go from there. All right, well, I started Mobility Fitness Institute back in 2006. Um, I've always been a personal trainer. I've been a personal trainer for over 30 years. And what I noticed is when I would go to gyms and train people that were with disabilities, they would always put on a bench or um, just tie them down. So I started out and designed equipment for this, for this community of people with disabilities. And um, went and patented my first piece of equipment, which is the backbone of the business now. And um, I started down the road of just working with people that have had catastrophic disabilities. So we work with spinal cord, um, stroke, traumatic brain, TBI. We've extended ourselves in the autism, Down syndrome for kids. So basically we, we've created a program that's more athletic-based rather than therapy-based. So um, it gives just people a more opportunity to train at a higher level, um, recover at a higher level. And we've had a lot of success with our outcomes. So it's, it's kind of like we're on the outskirts of being fitness and therapy. So it's kind of I'm working towards trying to change the face of how people recover. Just because it looks like fitness-based, it's actually probably better than therapy-based to recover in this way. Do you think that's because you're focused both on the physical and the intangible with the mental support? Yes. Um, it, it, I believe any kind of recovery should encompass the whole body. As long as physical, mental, all of that plays an important part in a person um, 
recovering and rehabilitating at a high level and actually just motivating, you know, motivating them, letting them know that they can do things that they thought they couldn't when they suffered this disability. You know, um, just being able to transfer out of their wheelchair, that's something that we get. People can't even come in at first and transfer out of their wheelchair. And they say, well, when I was in therapy, I couldn't do that. Well, I believe you have to get strong before you do anything. And I call them wins and losses. So we don't try anything unless I know you can win at it. Uh, because that's, that just builds up their confidence. If they continue to fail at something, then they don't want to try. So we really work on getting you strong before we ask you to do anything that's going to be like transferring and so forth. But we try to integrate them back into the community and start living a normal life. Now, there's a lot of power in that. I appreciate what you do. And I think, uh, I think what you do is important. Um, it reflects in your character, man. I, I know that you were a, a college athlete and you set some records and, you know, you had a lot of your own personal training and mental games. So does that, does that help you? play forward in this business or I mean um, tell me a little bit about that or do you have a support yeah. system outside um, of that? With my athletic background um, being a track and field athlete um, I um, really transformed myself into that type of a trainer. I believe coaches play a major part in um, the development of his athlete so yeah, I just translated that over to being a coach in the rehabilitation world. So as a coach sets his athletes up for success, I try to set all of my clients up for success. And um, that's, that's been the driving force being an athlete. That background gives me a, a different type of outlook on how I see things in people's recovery. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's a huge, that's, that athletic background plays a huge part in our program. I love it, I love it. So you're, you're setting, you know, measurable goals, the smart goals for your clients, but giving them that mental support that you're there to ensure that they're ready to win. You know, it's, it's so often we get somebody that's supposed to be our motivator or a rah-rah team, and it turns out that when things hit, like in 2020, it's no longer rah-rah. It's where are you at, where are you at, why are you losing, and, it, and it, it, it becomes a pessimistic cycle. So I appreciate that you start from a position of empowering first and then letting them elevate themselves and, and walking with them, you know, right. as they grow and strengthen themselves. Yeah. Um, it's tough. Like, like we're all able-bodied, but, you know, if you think about it, as a person goes and say they, they become paralyzed, a paraplegic, one day they're walking, the next day they're, they're paralyzed and they have to adapt to a new way of life, living out of a chair, um, learning how to drive learning how to dress, you know, and um, in therapy, they're, they're kind of just like concerned about, hey, let's, let's teach you how to dress. Let's do, but you've been in the hospital bed for three months, so where's your strength? You're at your feet. All this stuff plays in the part. I really think that inpatient should be dedicated to building a strong fitness base and getting that person strong, and then they go to outpatient and they start learning some of those skills that they need to um, transfer and integrate back into the community. And then it's facilities like mine in the community that helps them make that transition, start living life at a, at a faster pace. And I think that really you can look at it as if we implemented a system for people that have suffered this disability from inpatient, outpatient to the community, and we all work together, 
that that outcome and that person being more successful back in the community, integrated back in, that person would be um, better better served. And that's a tough thing to do is get the medical community and the community-based facilities all to come together and say, well, this is what we're doing in the community. And this is why we're successful in the community because we're challenging these, these people in these areas of their life. And I think that's, that's huge. If that started from day one, the type of stuff that we offer started from day one, when they started their rehabilitation program, by the time they got to the community, these people would be just ready to roar into back into their lives. It's, it's so, and I don't, Adam, forgive me for jumping in right now, but it's so, it's so incredible to hear about, obviously every, this, you know, the, everything you're doing for the community when it comes to helping people through rehabilitation, but the way that it's about helping people when they're in, a lot of times in a vulnerable moment, right? In a very vulnerable, my life just changed. I just got in an accident, something, you know, everything's gonna be different for me to know that you're, you're addressing this and you're helping people in a, in a way that emphasizes independence and emphasizes strength and um, the ability to, to do these things for yourself and go, listen, your life has taken a, a, a change or something is changing or there's, there's an obstacle that you must overcome, but you're gonna be able to do it because we're giving you the tools to do it on your, on your own. And for me, just thinking about, you know, your mind can't help but wonder and think, how would, how would I deal with, with that myself? How if, mentally, how would I go? Physically, I know what might be happening with my body, but mentally, how do I get to the point where I, I'm going, okay, physically, I can do these things, but how do I get out of my head about thinking, well, it could have been this, or it could have been that, or I used to be able to do this. It, it sounds like you're really coming at this from a holistic perspective that I think it, it, it's 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 innovation right it's innovative and that's that's the most brilliant the, the most brilliant listen to me it's the best part about this is you're coming at this from a place that i so many people you know, everyone's trying to help right i think that's the thing is everyone's trying to help but to come at it from a perspective like this is remarkable it's really cool yeah it's um, really cool in, in in doing this and and i've talked to physical therapists and some, some of the hospitals, um, you can't just buy things off the shelf when you're, when you're working with this type of community. And um, I've talked to exercise equipment companies and they just, I say, you're almost there, but you didn't go far enough. So our facilities, I've designed our equipment. So we use specialized equipment just designed to work, work with people with disabilities. So we can work with able-bodied people too. We can do full body with our machines, but to start at the point where I started, I made it where it's, a, it's, a, it's accessible for people with disabilities and I worked my way to make it accessible for people that are able-bodied. So I started at the opposite end and worked my way over to people like us that are able-bodied. And I think that's the, that's the approach that gives our company that that higher level of training out, outcomes for this type of community and so it's been nice to see how the people grow you know when you see somebody come in and say i say how you get there how'd you get to the gym today i drove myself you what you drove yourself yeah I, man i'm strong enough to drive myself now so those little things that we take for granted are huge to them 
and growing their confidence and getting back in the swing of life. But they don't understand how that affects me because I watched them when they couldn't do anything and I'm seeing the, the product doing things on their own and watching them grow. So they helped my life too, you know, and I, I think I just created a job that I love and, and I, I think, you know, it's just a, a great opportunity that, I, that I've been blessed with. And I love it. I love, I love that you're excited about it. I love that you, you've created a job you love. I mean, really, it's your passion, right? Yes. Uh, and Jonathan, I got to thank you for your share because I've been working with Willie for a long time and, and I get to see the story. I get to watch everything unfold. And sometimes you take that for granted when you're in the mix, you're already in the support team, just how innovative and impressive somebody's business actually is. When you get down to the details and why they do it, it's just like, it may, what you just said made me stop and think of just how powerful that is. Oh yeah, you're helping people. You're helping, you're helping people in a way that is so, that's visceral. You're helping people in a way that is not just, you're gonna, you know, physical or, or, or mental, it's, it's everything. And it, you know, and you said it earlier, it's so, it's so great to listen to you talk about creating a product that is, that isn't specifically designed or wasn't ideated around able-bodied people. That was not the origin behind it. And I think just the, the fact that you're thinking in that way and that you went, you know what, this is somewhere where I can help. There are services, there are services, there are facilities, there are therapists, there are, there are programs in place, but I can help make this better for someone. I can help make this journey better for someone. And, you know, with just all, with all the time that I spent, I spent a lot of time talking to, to, to GoDaddy customers and, you know, people, just every, anyone who starts small businesses or, or, you know, and it's so fascinating to learn from people what it is about their business that that's what's their why like why do they do this why why right. do they need to do this and you know i never think about and this is something that kind of you said at the very beginning and it made me think about i never think about the athleticism that is involved in everyday things right. and you know i live on a five i live on a five five story walk up and i've got a 12 year old 20 pound pug who does not do stairs so i you know i'm carrying him up and down twice a day and i'm i'm exhausted and i you know i always have that fleeting thought where it's like we don't have an elevator like you know oh my god i better not break a leg or anything but then you think about like there are things that will severely severely change people's lives and how do you get them to that point where they know the, you know, with whatever stage of their rehabilitation or whatever stage of their, their physical journey, you know, do they feel empowered to do the athletic things again, right? Okay. To really have that strength and to, to be independent there. It's, it's well, well, basically um, what I know for me, we never leave them alone. So, so if it's the first time, most of the time I'm, I'm with them, um, if we're going to try to walk or do something out in public, mm -hmm. I go with them the first first time to make sure that I, I foresee all obstacles that are problems that we might have. Yeah. And um, just give them the confidence because in society, you know, we tend to stare at people if they're a little different and so forth. So I, I like to be that barrier and um, let people know and let them know that I'm, I got your back. I'm with yeah. you. Um, yeah. and, and I won't let anything happen to you. And, and I think that's the, that's the part of being the owner of the company that, that I have to give them the reassurance that I'm not asking you to do things that I wouldn't do. If I was in your situation, I would want someone to push me to that next level. 
And, um, and once you get over the obstacles and the, the struggles and the fears, um, you, you become better. You know, they don't want to fall again. I, I find that most of all. People don't want to fall because they fell when they got injured. And so they have that fear. So you have to really make sure that they're secure and feel secure. And once we get them by that, man, you see it. It's almost like seeing a flower blossom right before your eyes. When, they, when it clicks, the light bulb quick clicks that they can do it, it's, a, it's amazing to watch. I love it. I love it. I appreciate the share. That is fantastic. I love that you're going back to the, the position of you're committed with them through their entire journey. You know, that's one of the mantras that we kind of have over Clarify is a pledge and a purpose. Like everything you do should be a pledge and a purpose. They have to walk in tandem. It's a continual journey. Yes. Going back to something you said earlier was the fact that you need to get innovation to happen and in connecting the medical community, the rehabilitation and, and general society into working together so that we can elevate these, these individuals and they can feel empowered in their journey, regardless of how disabled they are and where they are in that. Right, and right. I, I think that's important. And I think that was highlighted a lot in 2020 with the pandemic and the shutdown because you saw the immediate disconnect and the segmentation with everyone. Yeah. It was, it was like, what's really a necessity anymore, right? You yeah. Know, and, and what you do is incredibly necessary. Yeah. And um, it's going to, you know, where we're at, and, you know, you start thinking about people that have been affected by the coronavirus. Um, the old way of therapy is not going to work because you're talking about people that um, their neural systems have been affected, their cardiovascular systems have been affected. So they, you, they can't be mobile doing their um, recovery. So you can't have them walking the machine, the machine and all these different, different machines because they just don't have the strength. So the beauty about our equipment and our company is we sit you in one spot and you could do a full body workout and never have to get up. And that's, and that's just one of our machines that we built. So we can actually put all your energy into your recovery without losing, having all the lose time for transitions and stuff like that. So that makes us more efficient. We can get a lot more done in a shorter amount of time. And it's just overall better for that type of person. So when I, when I look at, on the backside of what our business could be, I think that we could play a part in um, rehabilitation right from the start with people that have been affected by COVID-19. Now, how do I get there? That's the biggest thing. Who's going to listen to a small business guy that, that has designed things unless you come and really watch and see what we do, and then it clicks in that medical professional's mind and says, wait a second we can service people better and more efficiently and cheaper than we did before. And I think that's, that's a major, major part. People should be looking at price effectiveness and um, how to be more effective. Instead of having four people work with one person, we, we've got it down to a one-on-one. -on -one. So basically when a person with a spinal cord injury comes to us, he doesn't have five people working with him. He has one person. So he's building a relationship with his one trainer. And, and we love to alternate and get another mind in there. So we'll switch trainers so they get to know more and get different, different ways of doing things. So I think that that is huge. But I really think on the back end of this, 
as the medical community is going to have to look at a different way of re rehabilitation for people with COVID-19. You know, you're going to have to deal with that, that what if they're still infected? Are they a, a positive or, you know, they don't show symptoms. We're going to have to delve in all of that stuff. So I think by keeping them isolated in one spot, getting their recovery in, limited, limited limitations with a whole bunch of different people, I think that um, we could definitely be more effective than the average um, physical therapist or clinic. So that's where I think that the company will eventually get involved in that. I love it. I mean, the one-on-one the, the -on -one is always awesome because you feel the companionship and the commitment, but the fact that you've already thought about the outcome and the impact of COVID and people's fears moving forward allows you to continue without really a hiccup in the services you're already offering. And something, right. something that you said earlier was, how do you make an impact and a change? How does Willie do that? And I think you're being a little humble there because I know for a fact that you go a little bit beyond rehabilitation you've been a mentor to a few of these people that have come through your your facility and you've taken them to not only being handicapped and living their daily lives but you've taken and empowered them to be thought leaders and they've started innovating and opening up their own opportunities and home health agencies and you're empowering new people and that's how you do it you build and you launch new thought leaders that can bring perspectives the rest of us that we just can't see yeah, you know, um, we, we, we have um, guided some of our clients through to open their own businesses um, because they've, they've felt, they felt like I can do this. But they also knew that they can come and ask me. And if I didn't have an answer, I could send them somewhere that somebody that could give them an answer. And um, so, so that's a part of it, get, helping them get back on their feet, get back in the swing of life. And, um, you know, it could have been worse. They could have been in a coffin or whatever. So enjoy the times you're here and you got a second opportunity. And um, I feel you got to take advantage of that. And, um, and they have. I have a lot of people that just, just really have become impactful in the community and went on to help other people. And that's what, that's what we're all here for is, you know, our service here on earth, as Muhammad Ali says, is your rent on earth. So, so that's, that's, that's something that I live by. You know, the thing that we do for others is our space rent for space here we hold on earth so um if we all live by that we'd be a great society <laughs> thank god <laughs> thank god for people <laughs> like you oh my god <laughs> amazing well it's, you you just know that these people who you've worked with who have gone on to do their own thing you know they could have very uh, for a long time been planning to do something like that but there's no doubt in my mind that they they made it as far as they did because they were able to work with you at some point they were able to interact with you and it's having a mentor or a coach or someone who's going to see someone for for the real value they bring to the table despite whatever they might be going through or dealing with is one of the most healing things i can think of and that is it is it's such a testament to the service that you do and how it goes so much farther than just a, you know, a physical rehabilitation or physicality. Um, it is, it's remarkable. It's so cool. I'm, I'm in awe. A part of me is in awe. I guess, well, because I always get so, I geek out from anyone who's like 
who's all and ever got to the point in their life where they were ready to go after like open their own business that kind of courage is something that you know i've been at this company for a few years now and i'm still just like oh my god <laughs> these are normal people but they're like superheroes it's 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 wild to me and to have people who go and they do stuff like this and they they think so critically about how to help others and how to better serve their community it really is just uh, awe it is awe is the word for it truly thank you thank you yeah, I think, I think uh, the stories I've heard from the, in, the empowerment that you've given some of these new entrepreneurs, it's just insane. I mean, when, when they talk to me about you candidly helping them launch their business, and it's not even part of what you do during your daily work, you know, I think it's, it's amazing. It's powerful. It's creating a ripple effect. It's, it's provoking new thoughts and perspectives. And uh, I'll tell you, Willie, sometimes when these guys get on the phone with me, I get a little choked up because they're, they're extremely happy, but emotional in the fact that they're in the moments of launching a new business and you've made them realize that they're still capable of doing that. Right, right. Well, you know, it's, you know, human beings are very powerful. Um, you know, if we, like I said, it all goes back to us working together and helping each other, you know, we, we've never, this country wasn't built by one person alone. It was built by millions of people working together to get us to this point. And so if we, if we can do that at the community level, you know, we can build great things and we can be a great community and everybody could um, prosper in this community or this society. And so I think, uh, I think that's, where, that's where everybody should be looking. What can I do to make my community better um, what can I do to help my neighbor? You know, um, it, it all starts with, you know, I remember 20 years ago when I was in Tucson, you could walk down the street and um, say hi to 20 people and get 20 highs back. Now you walk down the street, you, you say hi, and you might get one person to respond to you. And, and, and that's a break in our society. I think that we need to get back to that, you know, greeting people, seeing just how, ask somebody, how you doing? You know, you might not even know them, but they might have something weighing on them that, that you know, you might just help them out by them telling you and say, hey, everything's gonna be okay, you know? So I think that that's where it all starts is we have to start with each other, helping each other and then building our communities. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it goes back to that pay it forward movement, right? That is one of the things that it was sad that it had to be kind of the secretive thing, but I think people wanted to remain humble and it's powerful. You hear these stories of these parents coming home from the grocery store and somebody paid for the groceries. Yeah. Or you had a terrible day and you were late to work and somebody took care of paying for your coffee. And it was that little thing that just alleviated the pressure and the stress and allowed them to get through the day. Yeah. And keep their job, keep their focus, keep their family. I mean, there's a lot of mental dexterity that is already at the breaking point now. And if we don't do those things, we just, you know, it's, a, it's an unfortunate downfall. So what you're doing, the positivity, your messaging, the creation, the innovation with your, your business and your tools, I just, it's all this amazing pay it forward moment for, for, for what I see anyways. I think your job is paying it forward to so many and I appreciate you for that. Yeah, yeah I enjoy every minute of it. So it's been, it's been a heck of a ride. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this has been a crazy year. So we want to make sure that we support you. I'd love for everybody that's listening to this to be able to follow you. You said on Instagram, right? 
Yeah, just go to our Instagram page and um, Mobility Fitness Institute, and you'll see we have plenty of videos up there of some of the work we've done and um, some of the work we're continuing to do. It's a a fantastic way to get the conversation started with you too. I think if we allow people to see you visibly and connect with you as a community, you you might see that there's going to be opportunities for collaboration and innovation, even that you still didn't expect. And uh, I think it's going to be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think that um, the future is bright for everyone. We just have to chase it, you know, and I think, I think at the end of this, everybody will be all right. And I love your attitude. I love it because this year has been crazy. So yeah. is, uh, is there any questions you want to ask Willie before we let him go, Jonathan? Anything, any last minute thoughts? Um, I think so. I, one of the main things that I do is I'll, people will reach out to us and, and a lot of times they're asking about questions about launching their business. Is this the right decision to make? Is this what I should do? I, this is kind of a question that I'm always curious to hear from entrepreneurs, but if you talk to someone, I know you've probably given this advice to many, many people, but if someone comes to you and they say, listen, I want to launch a business. I want to do this. I want to do this thing. I want to go after this thing, but I'm scared or, but I'm nervous or, but I don't know how it's going to go. What do you say to someone? What would you say to someone to help motivate them or, or at least keep them focused on, you know, the big picture of what they want to do? Well, basically, you know, if you want it, you're going to, you're going to dive in. Um, basically, when I started um, Mobility Fitness Institute, I, it was just me and a machine I invented. But I knew that, that I wanted to do this. And I think when you put your heart in it and don't think about the financial gains, but think about what you really want out of it. And really, you want to you want to help people. You want the joy, and the finances will come to you eventually. And I, I think that's the biggest thing you tell them is you can't you can't go in half halfway. You know, if you're going to start a business, just jump in, jump in, and get get muddy right from the start. And um, you'll find your way back to the top. You know, it's not gonna you're not gonna just um, be successful right off. You're gonna have your ups and downs. You know, um, one day you might get five customers. One day you might get zero, but um, you just have to fight through it. And then eventually it'll get consistent as people understand that you are, um, you are different. You are doing things the right way. And I think that's, that's the only advice I can give them. Do it the right way and um, just go in all in. Don't, don't, don't worry about the outcomes. If you, you, know, you only fail if you don't try. And I think that's the biggest thing. So you can't be afraid of failing. You, you just have to try. And um, that, that, I think that's huge. Yeah, that's big. Thank you. I appreciate that. That was great. Wow, I love it. I think there's, a, there's impact to be made and a lot of people that are ready to step up. And uh, having the confidence to do that requires personal commitment. But I think community plays a lot into that. And like, uh, like we mentioned earlier, Willie, I just, I got to, Appreciate you for all you do, man, elevating these entrepreneurs and you're, you're giving them the confidence to continue. They're stepping over that fear barrier because they've got you in, in their corner, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got me. <laughs> Big time. Well, beautiful. I appreciate the story. If, uh, is there anybody else that's on? I see Elizabeth Miller's on here. Do you want to ask Willie any questions about his journey as an entrepreneur or innovation uh, coming through pandemic 2020? 
All right. <laughs> Very cool, man. I, I really appreciate you being vulnerable enough to open up and share your story, where you came from and why you do what you do, and then allowing us to kind of get an insight into into what your drive and your impact is. Your your why is huge, and I uh, I love it. I love it, Willie. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Nice meeting you, Jonathan. You as well. Have a good one. All right. You too. Bye. Bye.